0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. I'm Scott McNally. Of course, I'm here with Skip Hill, Andrew Berry, and we are joined today by Nate Spear. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings. High-quality third-party tested supplements. Hit me up if you have any questions about any of their flavors, any of the things that they carry. We're also brought to you by SupplementSource.ca. For those of you in Canada, um, I saw uh, Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. So if you need to get some supplements, you get a great deal over there. Plus, they support us, and by supporting them, you are supporting the shows. If you're in the UK, check out Strom Sports Nutrition. They've got a great line of uh, health supplements, everything from single products like NAC or Tudka, and they have some really nice blends too. Guys, we've got a bunch of stuff going on today. Nate Spear, welcome back to the show.
1: What's up? Long overdue. Nate's looking huge today.
2: Yeah, apparently he's got some energy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nate
0: was cracking like a dozen jokes before we got started. Yeah. Now watch, he just like stops. He just clams up from here. I was ro- roasting Skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: pretty funny too. All
0: right, we got a bunch of stuff though, and... um like I said, we're just going to go to our list of questions. If you guys want to take part in the next show, then definitely comment. We'd love to have your questions for the next episode. I've got all your questions from the previous show. Uh, we were going to start out, though, with um, – we do like the, the, our client spotlights. And I wanted to – basically, I wanted to hang out with you guys and show you a set that my client Hamza did the other day. Sometimes you have a client that sends you a, a, an exercise and they're not necessarily sending it to say, like, hey, how's my form? They're just like, hey, dude, check this shit out. And you watch it, and you're like, wow, that's really impressive. And you also think to yourself, like, please be very careful. You know what I mean? And this is one of those moments for me. So let me just uh, get this up here. So he's like 215, 214 right now. I think he said this is the most reps he got with this weight.
3: Oh
1: yeah. Damn, you still going? <laughs> That's what I said.
2: Damn, no shit. <laughs> Well he has to. His wife's telling him he's a bitch if he stops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see why you're worried, Scott. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Damn, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear I can hear people they you know, ripping apart his form here on the last couple of reps, and I gotta tell you, before you do it, before anybody says a fucking word about it, get under big, big weight and tell me that you're gonna keep a squat form meticulous from the first rep now you want to keep it as tight as possible there's no question yeah but you're going to lose something if you're going to a place like he just went to with a weight yeah. and deep into a set with that many repetitions as far as fatigue is concerned i thought it was pretty tight there at the end it was starting to get a little but that's not taking anything away that's cool. fucking busting your balls well, and taking a set deep.
4: wouldn't you say the benefit though to his whole body the, 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 the stimulus he put on his whole body there is going to lead to growth. Like, was no it question. a quad exercise or was it a perfect quad squat? Absolutely not. But just like the intensity that he, he he piled up for that set. Yeah, he started to move a little bit to his back, a little bit to his hips. But the overall, what was that, five and a half plates? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, what, 585. That's crazy. Um, for 200, what, 215? Yeah. 214 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean the overall the overall um, effect he's going to get from that if he continues, you know, progressing from there, I think is going to be amazing.
1: What would you guys think he was, about he him in those too?
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. What would you guys think of him yeah. not progressing from there, as in not going heavier? But just continuing to try to get better with that, because I—that's what scares me. Was 100%. was seeing like, man, it is scary when you start to see someone like lean forward a little bit. I'm like, oh, I know yeah. myself, and I know what I know what's taken me out. And I, I've never put five and a half plates on my back once, but I know what heavy weight feels like for me. And I can tell you that um, it scares me. You he's know? definitely
1: got to be. How how old is he, Scott? He's in his early 30s. <laughs> Oh shit. That's actually not bad. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if I'm could... solid. <laughs> yeah. I solid was watching, I was like, my, my back would be fried. <laughs> my back yeah. would be fucked up. If, if yeah. that was me. I think your point
4: though, your your point though about okay, now let's work on cleaning them up or maybe getting an extra rep before jumping to the thirty five and then another forty five, that kind of thing. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a good that's good advice for him, Scott, for sure.
0: Yeah. It's funny, we talked on the phone last night and uh his we're we're, you know, doing this off season push, but In the past, last year, um, we pushed him up heavier, and he was up in the two twenties. And then, you know, we had to we had to work to get that down. And he's a guy who he doesn't like dieting for a long time, and it's just who he is. He wants those diets to be shorter. Where I have no problem doing like a twenty two week diet, a twenty six six week diet, whatever it takes. I'm just in in it, you know. But for him, I think that he'll be better off if we can keep him tighter, so we're not getting as heavy but he's stronger than he was last year
1: at, at, in the two
0: twenties. So,
1: yeah, I will, I will say, Scott, too. and not, not to like, uh, critique him or everything, but you were trying to like, maybe improve that. Yeah. I would say keeping constant tension and not locking out every rep to, yeah, for bodybuilding purposes. I'm a big fan of that. Just sort of getting better at those. I feel like you could do the same weight, but just clean them up. You know what I mean? If yep. his intent was that.
0: I'm, I'm with you 100%. And that's what I would think. I feel like, for, you know, It's kind of like what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, Andrew, and, and we were talking specifically, I think, about – it might have been about squats, talking about that fear, like the fear of getting under really intense weight. I can't remember exactly where that went. It, I remember what it was, a guy who said that when you get to progressive overload weights that are so heavy, they scare you. You remember that yeah. conversation? And that's, yeah, and that's what your advice how, was.
4: Yeah, and I was talking about how, like, the – I guess the intense thought about it starts like the night before that yeah. next leg like, day for me, at least, you know, like I'd go to bed thinking like, all right, so I did five plates and a 35 last time for eight. I got to get nine this time. Or, you know, I got to do five plates a 35 and a five on each side, you know, and get the same reps. And just that you're thinking about it, you think about it while you're making breakfast, you think about it throughout the day while you're eating your other meals, while you're warming up. And it's like, and I do think. Like to Nate's point too about the continuous tension. Mm-hmm. I think there's absolutely something to be said about the set that Hansa did. And then let's say he does a back off set with like four and a half plates, and he gets twelve to fifteen right. reps of just continuous tension up and down, kind of like yeah. I, I mean, I look really at it as the way Dante used to explain, like you know, you got your heavy sets, your 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 uh, your max sets, and then you had your Widowmakers. So like if he followed up with a Widowmaker that was more Ooh. of like a constant tension type set, like like he'll be doing yeah, clean clean it up on those, big, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Clean it up on that. Uh, Or like Scott had a good uh, point down here. Scott Stevenson, pull off those 25s and keep the reps continuous and shoot for a set of 10 to 12, which I could absolutely see him doing there.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And and that Um, was – Also, too – Go ahead. I was just going to say to your point about back squats, I would agree there's no other feeling than like putting something that's like 500 pounds plus on your back (laughs) than any other lift. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I miss I've
2: seen it. <laughs> well, and that's that's why I was questioning you guys with the, the um, with the anxiety and stuff the night before, talking about the anxiety prior to leg workout. The question really is, or the question in my mind is, are is it an anxiety based on the fact that we might fail and not get it, or is it the anxiety that in an exercise like a squat? There's a lot of damage that can be done if you don't come out of the hole yeah. versus a hack squat versus oh, yeah. a, a bench press Scariest even thought. a deadlift okay you can drive. yeah that's what i'm saying and i think this is this cuts to i brought this up when i was training clients one on one at titan for a couple of years people don't want to go anywhere near as far with a, an exercise like a squat essentially for fear of it's like your mind perceives it as just being crushed like, it, it, like I, if I don't get it, if I don't get a bench press or a curl, I put the weight down and I laugh about it. Okay, not a big deal. Um, you know, your typical person who trains in the gym. But when it's a squat, it, yeah, it, I think, sits on your brain like, this can crush shit. Like, this can fuck me up and I cannot get out from underneath this. And I could be a viral video on gym fuckery. <laughs> and if he does he does some truth to that but but here yeah (laughs) no shit (laughs) you just got a bunch of one-liners today um but that's that and but then using that anxiety and using that fear to motivate i mean how many times have we all been in the hole and you know you start to come out and you go oh shit and then you have to go to this next place to be able to move that shit slow as fuck to be able to get that otherwise you're not coming out yeah, I, I,
4: I'll add that. Maybe the fear is that you do get it, and that you're like, "Oh fuck!" Next time, I'm gonna have to go even heavier. <laughs> oh. I'm not even. I'm not That's even kidding. Serious. I'm not even kidding because uh-huh. when you're just like so in line with like progression, 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 and I think we're, we're talking about the hardest. We can all agree this is probably the hardest exercise, right? Maybe you can argue deadlifts, but oh, yeah. in my mind, it's it's squats, squats is like the hardest. I
2: think squats.
4: Yeah, right. Like, and and we. And I think we all know, or at least we're all. Kind of at that point now, like we're not ever going to beat our max squat that we did ten years ago or five years, but <laughs> whenever it was when everything was healthy, right? Maybe Nate yeah. will. He's he's still pretty healthy. He hasn't Nate had a injury, but he could probably. <laughs> not like, you know what I mean? Like, so until you get to that wall where you're like, okay, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cross over that that threshold of the unknown of wow, I could actually paralyze myself or have a catastrophic injury. Like until you get to that point, there's always just that fear in the back of your mind. It's not it's not just fear it's also anxiety of like I want to do this like I want to reach my personal best I want to like this is the mother of all exercises
0: you know Yeah And I just want to circle back around and it was really to Nate's original point and to what we had talked about before the 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 conversation about when progressive overload weights get scary you know our ultimate suggestion was to to find ways to make the weight you're using harder and as nate mm-hmm. said i think that that would be one great way would be to you know get constant reps in there i think that you know anything i mean pre-fatiguing or all sorts of methods could could allow you to not have i don't want him to get hurt you know what i'm saying And, yeah, and, and, the and it, is
2: is he, he thinking he's going to like does he feel like oh shit or no or is he just like i'm moving weight like shit is going really well no on my no that's just who he is actors. That's just he, he feels is. great and things are going, I don't know. It's a tough one. I know, I know what you're saying. It's like, you know, my clients are doing dumb shit, too, where they go too, too low in reps, so they got to see what kind of number they can get on incline yeah. dumbbell presses. And I don't like that because it doesn't do you any good outside of the physical sa- or the mental satisfaction of it. And, you know, if he's feeling good and he's pushing and everything is, man, I don't know, as long as it's not terribly frequent at that load and that level, if he if he's recovering, you really, you know, sounds like I'm it's little every little week more. though. He's, it sounds
0: he's, like it's every week though. And then after stuff? that it'll be deadlifts, and after that it'll be bench. He's a little so he popped a few fibers in his uh. pec back in spring, uh, pressing. I think he was pressing the one fifties. He was doing a video with Jeff Zygo, and it was mm. post contest. He was still oh, not really loaded back up, and he don't said he that, felt yeah. some. You know, I felt some. I, what did he say? He's like, I thought it was going to be my right pec because he was feeling like the spasm. And then he did like one rep and it felt like a little tight and he's like just kept oh, going yeah. and boom, you know. So it's it he is at a point where I think that getting smart. I mean he like how many people in the world? Like he's a guy who's he's been natural for a really long time. I I, mean, I shouldn't get into all that, but you know he's he's a guy though who uh he has some really good just genetic gifts for being strong and I think it's it is time to to really start getting getting smarter with it so he can continue doing yeah. it for a long time yeah you know that's what so it you're is right.
1: we, yeah.
4: if Have he you was told a 23 them, year old like, kid think, if he was 23 i think year old kid be, doing just, that, I'd be um, like, keep going sorry keep, yeah. keep going oh, like for a little while you know until you get that and you know but he's 32 he's got the rest of his career and then the rest of his life after bodybuilding that he probably has already started to think about a little bit i i, I see what you're saying scott and i think that that's good advice
0: well i think and that said, he can still do five and a half plates. That's not telling him not sure. to. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's, it's just to get yeah. more out of no, it. Well, get more out of it.
1: You know? Yeah. For, For no me, no I light. think the problem is like he's like shifting his hips. Have you told him to like try to fix that? I think we that's talk where like about the scary yet. part is because you see yeah. what I'm saying where he like goes down the and sort goes of like, to his lower
0: back. You know, yes. Just, yeah.
1: Yeah. It sort of like yep. goes like that. So that's where it's like iffy. You know, if he can clean that up and be a little bit tighter. You know, not compensate when he gets weaker, you know,
0: which it might even be just a matter of like Scott was saying, take the twenty fives off. And, and you know, and at the same yeah. time, like like you were initially saying, Andrew, being able to, you know, just be or you said it, Skip, just being able to handle that. Sometimes it isn't necessarily gonna gonna look pretty. I'd love to see a back offset, though, you know, I'd even pull mm-hmm. off. I mean, if, dude, if you can pull off one and a half plates from that, you're still squatting four plates. And if you could do a widow maker with that, that would be an ugly set. That would just be nasty, you know?
4: So, I mean, he's probably at that point with his strength levels where he's just going up in plates. Like, right. He goes in and warms up with one plate, warms up with two plates, warms up with three plates. He starts, think calling it maybe a set at four plates. Then he probably goes up to five and then he does his five and a quarter. Like, Honestly, I missed that. Like just being able to go up and plates on the on the squat. Like <laughs> that shit was fun. You know, like you're not yeah. bothering quarters are for
0: pussies. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I thought you guys would have some fun watching that set because it was uh, it was brutal. It was intense. I'm actually fired yeah. up. I kind of yeah. like
4: like man, maybe I can squat again. Maybe All I can. Right. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Nate used to have some great squat sessions back when 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 he first uh, started yeah. getting into bodybuilding again. It's like yeah. some really and this you know we'd either do like yeah. leg press first. We'd always start off with ham curls, and we'd either go leg press or squats or the other way around, and then sometimes a hack squat.
0: We'd do some fun crazy shit. What uh, what are you squatting nowadays? In, or excuse me, Nate.
1: Uh, honestly, I haven't squatted in like a year and a half. Guilty. Okay,
0: okay. So I, I, um, I know you were big on hacks a while ago. Are you still into hack squats? Then what's your main jam?
1: So literally, I'm pendulum and leg press, the two okay. uh, money makers right now. Yeah, You're into the pendulum, huh? And then, uh, yeah, I'm really digging that right now. Just it's brutal. And and honestly, what I like about it is it it shortens my volume. Because you get right to the point, right? So, like, I only need one warm up fucking set on a pendulum, you know. So then I'm done. I'm literally done my working set in ten minutes. My whole set there, you know what I mean? Fifty minutes, like that. That's nice because now I'm saving time during my whole workout. You know what I mean? So I look at a output too. So sometimes, you know, that's why deadlift. Sometimes I'm not a huge fan of them because there's so much of an output through your whole workout. So now you're consuming all that energy towards one lift. So you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm minimizing my energy essentially. <clears throat>
0: Right on. Makes sense. All right. Well, I had to and ask. I think the,
1: big, the bigger you get, recovery is more important. As like, I've gotten more muscular, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, the more I'm aware of when I need to recover, like, the more I've grown. You know, I think I'm, like, really in tune right now with, like, when to, like, take time off. You know, when to push it um, as far as training goes. So. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, listen. Let's get to some questions. We had a bunch of training questions, actually. So, I feel like we're pretty much going to segue right into – that from what we were already talking about. This is kind of a long one, but um, uh, let's see. He says um, he's been uh, failing. Let's see. I have a. I have been failing barbell squats due to lower back and not my quads slash glutes. Um, I used to squat a plate aside more, and I firmly believe that my legs can handle more load as my lower leg lifts. Have in as all of my other leg lifts have increased. Um, I have tried a few things such as pre fatiguing my quads, reducing lower back loading on my back day, and focusing on improving core strength, none of which has made a noticeable difference. I would take barbell squats out of the rotation, but I am extremely limited on equipment, and for an uh, excuse me, and a two month break from squats also hasn't helped. And he mentioned he knows that in my issue, I had low back issues due to weaker glutes, and he doesn't think that that's a problem for him. He's got good strength and development to the glutes. He says, I should also add that I don't really feel any lower back pain. Only other issue is reaching failure as a result of my lower back. Um, One more thing I'll add. Uh, I recently watched a John Meadows video on stretching where he said that stretching his piriformis uh, helped him i have been doing these stretches for a few days and haven't noticed a difference yet i would look at his hips
3: because um
0: yeah so did he say he did or didn't have back pain he said no he didn't have back pain or back issues but his i think he was he saying though his lower back is what fatigued before his legs
4: did okay so then maybe he's putting too much of the of the lift onto his lower back. Is, is that how we're kind of interpreting that? I guess it would be great if he did a video.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: If we had a video of him
1: doing it, mean, it would be really course, easy uh, Is one, what's the ex- exercise sequence of his leg day? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. that'll in- indicate what he's doing to maybe get a back flare up. Is he starting with squats? Is he doing something else before that, like a hamstring curl or whatever? Um, and then on. Too like people forget front squats are great and they don't involve your lower back as much. So if he's limited on equipment, I think he should try front squatting. Hmm. You know what I mean? It sounds like it might be a little bit better on his back.
2: <clears throat> I'll piggyback off that and I'll say, what's he doing for back on the other days? Is he doing a lot of barbell rows? Yeah, he's Is he doing a lot of RDLs. For he did hands? mention he doing. He said he reduced.
0: Uh, he he reduced uh, lower back loading exercises on his back day. So assuming okay. that means he took that stuff out. But that's a that's the first
2: thing I thought too.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, because he's got a potentially overtrained lower back or just there's just a lot of stabilization going on there. Even if he's training back the day before. I mean you could be doing barbell rows and you know seated pulley rows yeah. as two of your exercises. And if he is only pulled back on the the stabilization exercises for back in the last few weeks he may have been in such a like a fatigued state borderline overtrained state for his erectors uh does this stand let me ask you guys i want to get I, I said this the other day because it's something that i had known for years and years and years but i someone said that it wasn't true so i'm asking you guys i remember the erectors being very very slow one of the slowest muscles in the body for recovery do you guys see that or is that just something that has been i think it's individual honest i mean i've never heard that
3: right
4: yeah i don't think i've heard well the
2: reason no okay that's what i i I had years ago and now you know when you (laughs) When you're around long enough that you hear something say 20, 25 years ago, you have to come back to it and go, "Mm." (laughs) we got to check again to make sure it's true or see if it was just something that was accepted by the masses at that time. Anyway, the reason I thought that and asked that is because the way that I always understood it was when you get into your erectors and your lower back and you are overtrained, that's why a lot of, I mean, obviously the output physically for exercises like barbell rows and deadlifts and rdls is so much higher because so many more muscles are involved i get that too but that the erectors are slower to recover versus most other muscles kind of like traps you know traps are what um because i've heard the same thing and i have always felt that that was kind of the case too calves versus other uh muscles that tend to recover quicker Cabs, abs things like that so anyway i don't know i'm just throwing that out there.
4: with with like the uh of the muscle fibers um that's the yeah, only thing i think of. yeah yeah or that's, that's the i see you laughing scott uh was that to scott's comment about <laughs> <Yeah>. the corrections <laughs> smart <laughs> smartest guy in the room and he uh he's always bring he's making boner jokes funny like that <laughs> yeah but um Either like the pination of the of the muscle fibers or maybe the distribution of type 1, type 2 fibers in that tissue. I don't know enough to say one way or the other, but that might be where I would look to try to confirm or dispel that personally. Right. But the only thing I was going to say about this guy, maybe, m- maybe use the so kind of um, you, you ever know the, uh, you guys ever use the so uh, SoRite device?
0: I have not, but it looks yeah. fucking amazing. And that's what Andrew Nolan had said. He mentioned oh, he? that he thought maybe doing some sort of rehab work on that. And he said Matt oh, yeah. from MI40 would have some videos so on
4: this. That would be Matt Chrisman. Um, yeah. I do work with him when I'm down there in Tampa. Uh, he's helped me out big time with some stuff. Okay, and uh, But I was thinking... Maybe like he needs to do something to release his SOAS. That might be kinda of tight. So if you get if you look up so dot com, it's like this blue device that looks like this and you yeah. lay on it. And you could put other tissues on it, but they have a whole bunch of videos on their on their website. Now I will say it's like an eighty dollar piece, but if you go on Amazon you can get a knockoff for like fifteen bucks. i highly really? recommend doing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the same exact things, um, huh. same exact material, everything. So, But, yeah, I would think maybe doing something with his psoas and maybe his hip flexors because I found my hip flexors were always tight, and that was causing my back to immediately start feeling any backloading exercises well before I should. So I started doing the 90-90 stretch. I started really foam rolling the hip flexors. I even got on the um, abductor, and I would do, like, really light sets just to pump them up and then release them. Um, I found that really helpful uh, along with that Psoas, uh or write device that I was talking about. And that might be where you want to start.
3: Hmm.
0: I was looking it up on Amazon to see if I could find it real quick. Did you type in SoRite? No, I did not. I'll, I'll keep looking, though. I'll try to run a podcast for right now, though, I guess. I got some other questions here. I'll bring that up, but I'm going to keep looking for it. Um, up next, uh, what do we got here? If you see it, Andrew, if you're looking right now, send me a link to it. Um, question for the next episode. Uh, if you had a long break from training, how do you ease back into it without having crippling doms for the next couple of sessions? Less volume, less weight, both more PEDs or
2: all three? <laughs> Get less training, less volume, and more drugs. When you guys read something like that, like Nate, do you do you read it as DOMs or do you read it as DOMs?
0: I read it as, uh, as a... DOMs.
1: It's
0: so... do all what?
3: about
1: the vocab. Yeah. Do you read it as it Doms? DOMs?
2: DOMs. Okay.
0: What about you, Andrew? I've done both. Both. Depends on what mood I'm in. Okay. What, is yeah. that? What, do you do? what does that say about a person, Skip? I don't, yeah.
2: It doesn't say anything, really. It's because <laughs> I, read it as, I read it as D-O-M-S, and I didn't know if I was the only fucking one. See, I've been screwing up words and satiety. <laughs> That's just – it's stuck now. In my,
3: <laughs>
2: my,
4: you know, I was actually going to start so. trying to – I was going to get a vocabulary word. I forgot to do this and start – sneaking them into our conversations here and see if you picked up on it like oh that's a great word andrew it actually means or saying it i wrong. totally forgot yeah <laughs> for or, or, yeah i'm trying to use wrong, it slightly like. wrong and just see if you noticed but i, I totally forgot right, to find right. a word of the day uh, you know what they might have taken yeah. them down scott
0: okay yeah you know what i see one for 29 bucks now that's what i'm seeing here yeah oh you know what? here's the, the answer height, the to
2: height. that question though Uh, While you guys are doing that, I'll I'll answer the question that is, nobody ever breaks in easy. (laughs) Give me a fucking break. We all go back in. Maybe a little easier, but no one is stepping in at like a two and then a four. And No, we're going at like a seven, eight, (laughs) and then in two weeks, and we'll be laughing and complaining about how sore we are, but then in like two weeks, we're back to a 10. So, I mean, come on. Should you break in? Yeah, of course you should break in, but we don't do that. Who does that?
4: Yeah, I think just rip the bandaid off and feel it, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's someone I found uh, Andrew twenty bucks. It. What the fuck?
4: I'm gonna order that tonight. I'm with I'm you, not man. I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the DOMs. Like, just go and like feel it. You
1: know, just I was just talking about though <laughs> That's why
2: I was saying <laughs> about the kidneys. I mean, the truth is, I you know I laugh about it and everything else, but if you do jump in for a couple of weeks and you haven't been training for a while and you do go balls out. I mean, you can end up in yeah. the hospital. I'm not kidding. I'm mean, yeah. That's not something to joke about. I guess, but it does happen. You know, uh,
4: here's the thing. Here's what it's I not see common, with Here, Here's what I see. It, okay, yes, you you could you know get hit by a car too. But I'm saying, <laughs> I, what I see with Rabdo is like bodybuilders and prep that have been on high gear for 20 weeks or 25 weeks and they're training six days a week and they're doing double cardio sessions and then one day they wake up and their urine's a weird color and they can't move their legs or whatever. We send them to the hospital and their creatine creating kinases through the roof. They, that's when I usually see rhabdo. I, I don't see, because like otherwise, like, I've got a, a lot of...
0: I've heard of it going like, from, Mike Davies had a client he said that she wasn't training at home. She was supposed to be training. She was slacking, slacking, slacking. And he was doing these cheerleader camps. And then she came into the camp and she was out of shape. Like he hadn't seen her for a few months. They had, they had a break. And she came back to camp And he was like, you know, you know what happened to you kind of thing, but didn't really say too much. And after the first day she got rabbed, though, I've heard of that in other cases of people who are like highly untrained and then they go in Mm -hmm. and try to, you know, do a Mike Davies cheerleader camp. Well, that's why it (laughs) happens
2: in, um, what's that shit? You know what I'm talking about? The, um. What's the weekend warrior crap? See, this is where my brain oh, gets so mad. Uh, CrossFit, like
4: CrossFit stuff. Yeah.
2: Yes, CrossFit. That's why because they don't train for yeah. a long period, and then they go in on the weekend and they get their ass kicked, and they end up in the hospital with rabdo yeah. on Monday or Tuesday from hitting two workouts that are balls out on the weekend, <laughs> like they think they can, they can handle it. There's a lot of rabdo in CrossFit. Why I could not come yeah. up with CrossFit. God damn.
4: We got to get you back you on the pouches. Here. You you programmed yourself not to use that word like the like yeah. no CrossFit.
2: <laughs> I think it skips off the, the nicotine word. You can't use it in. Yeah. Uh, may it change. It's too bad out. they're
1: all can natural or, or they recover quickly. Maybe.
2: I'm gonna. <laughs> can
0: I can I get yeah. like do they do GrubHub or anything? Can I do like an Uber Eats thing? Get some nicotine pouches sent to Skit's house right now. <laughs> we need to get no them pepped back right. up. <laughs> We think you could. I mean, if you
4: can order escorts, you should probably be able to order nicotine
0: pouches. I'm just saying. Especially in Florida, right?
2: Yeah. Well, very, very urban. So I'm sure that I could get. If you can get alcohol, I can get alcohol. Not that I drink, yep. but I know because you know my wife has before. <laughs>
4: All right. Before. Before seven. Yeah. yeah. Well, no.
2: She. I give her this for two months. She. Today's the seventh. Two months Two months and two days. She hasn't had a drink. Um, nice. You guys yeah, are still together. It seems nice, but sometimes it's like just fucking drink. But anyway. <laughs> next
0: topic. <laughs> All right. We got a good one here. Another training question. Is vertical polling necessary for overall back development, or are, lo- are row variations enough?
1: I don't know. I mean, you're talking to a pole guy not- right here, so... <laughs> I mean,
0: I think that's
2: a good answer. It's like, I don't know. I've never not pulled down before, but you're missing a a major, right, exactly. But it does make me think, I mean, when, when the question was asked, I was thinking, huh, outside of downward, you know, the, the scapula coming down for the, for the lats themselves, you could probably get by with a lot Tell you what, I'd rather do versions of rows than just lap pull downs. I'll leave it at that. Agreed.
0: But Agreed. but I don't
2: know how to answer. I mean, yeah. it's it's something that I haven't really thought about before. That's why when you answered it that way, I thought, well, Yeah, well,
3: that's, that's does great.
4: anyone do straight pull downs anyway anymore? What do you mean
0: by straight pull downs?
4: I mean, I what I see. Uh, I do, and <laughs> I kind of use myself regular pull downs, or you do pull ups, right?
1: Oh, but pull downs with like a wide bar—is that what you mean? The bar? Yeah,
4: just straight down. Like what I see a lot is changing the angle, either so where you're laying back yeah. more or you're laying forward, uh, especially in the single arm variation. So that's why I was just saying, like, does anyone uh, really, other than like the TikTok kids, do they do? Does anyone do just straight, regular, old-fashioned, you know, wide bar pull
0: downs? Anymore? like the machine was made to do you're saying basically yeah like the well, like the what yeah, bar. Like the traditional what the traditional pull down you're saying well
4: i think yeah. we've all like there's so much education out there now and there's and, and it's good and bad i think but and its good in a sense because okay educators you know can show okay well this is the angle that the muscle is actually intended this is the path that your elbow should actually be taken to fully contract the muscle yeah but that being said all the guys did a great job building their backs going point a to point b straight up and down vertical back i got the you day. I, I was just making a point that like does anyone do legitimate straight up and down pull downs anymore it seems rare just more rare nowadays it. like even in, that's the, that's i'd I'm say that
0: would you say that like in, it's changed a lot in the last two years or longer yes
4: yeah two years yeah but everyone's got the prime i think what you, everyone
1: yeah yeah that's what you mean right yeah. everyone's doing more like narrow not not much to, everyone used to back in the day everyone's like the wider you go the wider you get right yeah. and now they know yeah. that sort of bullshit. Yeah,
3: so. yeah, I remember
0: that.
2: I always think it's cute when the real skinny young kids have to activate their lats. <laughs> <One> <laughs>
3: arm.
2: What about one the? Handle, yeah, pull. yeah. Oh, what like, about look, the? What the
3: fuck are you doing? Uh,
0: what do you guys think about the what? one arm? Because I see that a ton, especially with a lot of the younger guys. And that's the thing is they're like saying that's the only way I can really get that activation to really feel it. I I don't feel it when I'm just doing you know like a two arm pull down.
4: I don't think that's the only way. I just don't think they've focused on their training enough, but I'm not going to exactly. say that that's not a good exercise. I, I'm not going to say that that's, here's what I do. I, I do a more, the the single arm way these days, because I want to, I'm at the point where I want to eliminate any other body tissues coming into play for the most part. You know what I mean? Where, I mean, we, we've all probably been 18 to 25 where you want to just stack that, that, um, that pulley out and, your reps start to turn into a little bit more of a heave and pull. Oh, yeah. Like, like you're almost, you know what I mean? You feel cool and and, it, and it's not saying it's not activating tissue, but is it as direct as doing something a little bit more concentrated like a single arm? I, yeah. you know, I, I think they're all good. I'm just <laughs> going to go on record of saying I think you absolutely should be doing both, but especially if you're younger, I, I don't think you should really care about your exercise selection as much as just building intensity and, and getting good quality, hard contractions of every workout. But I think as you get older, maybe you do need to get a little more specialized.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys have any other thoughts on that, or you guys pretty much just agree with what Andrew's saying?
1: I'm a pretty big fan of the one arm stuff. Honestly, I feel like it helps me activate my lats a little better. Um, but I do a little bit of everything. Like the other day, I did do just the regular wide grip lat pull downs. That's why I was laughing, uh, but it felt <laughs> great. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I also do underhand, like what Jay Cutler used to do during his videos. You know, like underhand, like that flat oh, yeah. pull down. Those are good. I, don't, I like those a lot. I'm just a little I'll, weary of those. elbows are in my front of you a little ended. bit more. Well, so what you do is there's a couple of different bars. You can, like, the easy bar. And then mm-hmm. on your end, you're, uh, it's a little bit easier on the uh, wrist because it's, like, uh, right, it's, like, turned a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the bar I'm is, like, wavy. Little, I'm still a little I'm wary of them that way. You
2: got to kind of yeah. know how to pull it because... Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I can explain this. We could all explain this to people, how to pull and not pull with the bicep. And a lot of them just they're not gonna understand. They're not they're not gonna get it. Yeah. So I agree with you. It does make me cringe a little bit, but yeah, at the same time, a little bit. Nate knows how to pull like Nate, that bitch, I think, too. Nate
4: doing it that way, I'm like, "Oh, cool, go for it." Right. Some a different yeah. client who I don't know has that same mind muscle connection, the same awareness mm-hmm. of how to activate and deactivate certain tissues. I'd be like, "Uh, let's turn the wrist around. Let's go with something a little different." That's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah.
0: I think I and I'm not even talking about um the the just lat pull-downs now, but just in general, I I've come up against a a couple times. I'm thinking of one uh, client that I work with and um, with her stiff leg movement, she really is trying to activate the glutes, but she uses very slow, meticulous concentrics and everything she does is very slow. There's nothing like explosive about it. And I feel like there is something, we've talked about it, I think there's something that is missing if you only ever are trying to focus on just contracting the muscle. I don't think that you necessarily, like the muscle is going to contract, you know, like if you're going to, if you're, if you're using that, the, like if you're doing a, if you're doing a stiff leg. And you're squeezing the glutes and you're flexing the hamstrings like it. It might not you might not be able to pinpoint like, okay, it's in the glute. It's in the glute. It's in the glute. I'm at the top. I'm squeezing the glute. Now I'm going to the negative. But like if you just drive that motherfucker up, like you're using everything. It's all working in a chain together. You know what I mean? And I do think there's there's value to that. The only thing I think I see with the the single arm stuff in the highly concentrated focus. And we did kind of, I think you guys did touch on it. Like Andrew, you're saying like when we used to just like stack the whole thing out, you know, it you're not feeling like any one single, I can feel my lad all the way through the movement. Yeah. But there's something to being also able to just fucking drive that well, shit down.
4: You well, know what I mean? I'll make a comparison to Hans's squat, right? Y- yes. That wasn't a, a meticulous quad focused uh squat he was getting his, literally his whole body from his neck down to his calves were activated in that squat. And yeah. in the same light, doing a pull down with maybe too much weight, there are some benefits there because while you're not 100% on your lats, you're activating your biceps a little bit. You're activating your shoulder girdle a lot more. You're activating your abs a lot more. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's parallels to that.
0: We did that segment yeah. with Victoria about… The, the the necessity of estrogen in females and somebody had commented saying like well you have to remember that estrogen is the cause of cancer and this and that and blah blah, blah. so it's like the second you that like the she wasn't saying you should have this excess amount yeah. of pooling estrogen that the in bodybuilding it's hard to think of you know middle ground it's got to be all yeah. one thing all the other and so i guess my point would be not to say you should always overload the stack i would that's the nightmare that we used to do back in the early 2000s you know uh, i would say though but having like like what you were talking about nate you do both
1: mm-hmm. well nice i think to too uh like having the last reps be one to two the last one to two reps being a little sloppy is okay and i think i i co-sign that you know yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: look i don't want to be misunderstood the one-arm I totally get it. Yeah. What I don't like is I don't like then when we see the Nates do it and the you know, the John Meadows and then all these fucking kids come into the gym yeah. and they're doing it yes. the, and you just need to bang. You just need to fucking okay, yeah. move bigger weight, bang. If you're a little sloppy, you're a little sloppy. Don't be doing the one arm bullshit that just gets yeah. in the way of everybody else who's trying to get big. <laughs> you're you're it's almost like this mistaken. Because you could argue it clearly will give them a better mind to muscle. They'll be able to feel the last Which is important. Contract. But it is, impo- it is important. But I'm just saying I don't think all things being considered, if you really are there to get big, and part of it is most Whoa. most kids aren't there to get big. They're there to look like anymore. A, a ripped little athlete. But <laughs> if you're there to get big – just fucking Aesthetic. pick up stuff that is heavier. Your lap pulled out. Your chins, especially when you look like an athlete. Anyway, you can do chins. They're fucking great, and they're going to grow your well, back far more than you tying in with one little handle. Leave that for the bigger guys who can make something out of that set and actually get something from it. Well, the bigger well, let guys let too, to who have already like,
0: done that, you know, for years.
1: Right. That's what I was. That's what I was just about to say. Me and like all, every other pro, I bet has all trained like that, like the first three or four years, you know, just go in and you're just like fucking on a mission. You know what I mean? And you're not worried about your form, isolating this shit. You're just fucking training your ass off. You know what I mean? And I think that's what a lot of younger kids need to do the first like one to two, three years of training.
0: I love Nate's perspective on time. And there's like that first three or four years and then you're yeah. huge. Um, <laughs> you're competing at the national level. <laughs> yeah, no, just, yeah. no big That's deal. Exactly. And you'll be like me. And I
2: shouldn't say they don't. I'm saying as a rule, it's a blanket statement. But the large a... majority of kids don't. But there are those kids yeah. who are – they're not your typical young 20-something. They actually can't – they're logical. They're sensical. And they say and they see – you know, I got to pick up heavy shit. I got to use dumbbells and barbells and all this cable shit. just isn't. It's not a cable. I still, and I know I sound old when I say this, but cable machine for the large part is refinement. It's not to get huge. Pick up shit where you actually have to not just press it or pull it or row it, but you have to stabilize it. And I think when you first start, that is huge, huge and then once you get the muscle, then you start refining it. You you start yeah. incorporating machines and cables and
1: yeah, front I bicep,
2: bicep curl, shit like Will that. Will the cable
4: curls give me a better bicep peak, Skip?
2: What's that? Will the cable curls <laughs> give me
4: a better bicep? I, I, I just want to tone and build the peak. So if I do the cable curls with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just want to tone. <laughs> Scott yes. says, I'll take heavy-ass barbell rows uh, over uh, pinky-twisting one arm pulling BS with 15 reps. Hey guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course you can do so through Patreon, and thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below, as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrus malate beta alanine and eaa on days that i train they have high quality protein powders and tons of flavors hit me up if you have any questions use our code think over there you'll get some additional savings plus you'll support our programming and you'll get some high quality third-party tested supplements if you're in canada check out supplementsource.ca They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, They constantly have different things happening, so be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus, they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high-quality, well-priced on-cycle support stack. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. That's funny.
4: Did we answer that question? <laughs> Probably not. It was all rows or all pull downs? Do you need to pull downs? Well, one problem <laughs> I thought of this. Yeah. What sport do people literally only do a rowing motion? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, crew. Rowing? Oh, yeah. What what is that called? It's, it's called crew. Whatever. It's called crew.
4: But yeah, like, yeah. I don't really think those guys have. Now, obviously, it's the they're doing, you know, a thousand repetitions, but they don't do any pull downs, but I don't think they have crazy develop. I never, most of the crew guys I see are pretty skinny, you know, Mm -hmm. tall skinny guys.
2: I guess a lot like cycling. Some of those cycling guys will have huge quads. While other ones, they're not all that impressive. So then we tend to look and go, oh, the guy with the huge quads who's a cyclist, man, I better start cycling. Yeah. Well, 95% of cyclists don't have large quads. You got the genetic freak over here who his mom probably has horse Dude. legs, and then he does that. It may be the same thing for rowing. I don't know. But if that's the only m- thing about it, if that's the only thing you're developing and everything else, yeah. then your back's probably going to look kind of big con- compared to everything I, I else.
1: Like, I, I feel like guys do. that pick up stuff and move stuff have big backs. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. yeah. John McEnroe yeah, had sure. it, uh, what, a forearm that was one inch, inch and a half bigger than the other one. The hand I that was he just going to say about those
4: those cyclers. Do you ever notice how uh, the guys with the big quads, they always have one quads that's like like 25% mm-hmm. bigger than the other one?
0: Really? I didn't notice that. I, I Scott Knight th- just talked it about they this go a around, couple weeks ago. Well,
4: I think it's because they go around in circles in one direction, right? And I think one leg has to do more of the driving, I think.
0: They have like I, one lead leg? Huh.
4: Yeah. Yeah it has to do with like the ang- the i think they're at an angle when they're on the circular course and then it, they're always going to their left i think
2: so well think about um, um, then which side is it logically it would have to be the out, i'm i'm guessing i'm just guessing but i would think it would be the outside leg that would drive harder then right so anybody who knows anybody who's yeah. listening correct me if i'm wrong but i would i would assume it would be the outside leg driving harder because I if you're so. driving harder on one side and the inside, there would be a stability, I would think. there would be. I'm trying to relate well, it to we could riding do, a motorcycle. We could do
4: the math using like the, like a centripetal force equation, which I used to know back when I was in physics. But I don't know. Maybe hmm. Scott, Scott. Or
1: we can just have skip by a bicycle. Scott says
0: if doing it right, <laughs> crew is mostly about driving with the legs. Actually, that's
4: a good point. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Hmm.
4: Uh, but yeah. they are oh. doing just one. One rowing motion, they're not they're not getting any up and down. I
0: time would time. say this. Yeah. I I why it okay. There was a time that I worked out in my parents' basement and I was a little kid and I didn't have a pull down, so I didn't have that opportunity. I can't really tell you because I didn't really grow a lot of muscle at that time either. Whether you can grow a big thick back without pull downs, but. Then eventually pull-downs became an option. You can figure out how to do pull-ups. My thought would be, why limit yourself? Unless there was something where it's like, oh, I just can't physically do pull-downs for some reason. Otherwise, it's like, well, could you grow a... Could you grow a, a? Can you grow legs without doing a certain exercise, or grow chest without doing a certain? Yeah, maybe. But if you have more tools, why not figure out how to make that tool? Maybe work that's why him? he's
2: asking. Maybe he doesn't have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I would wonder this. I don't want to keep beating this like a dead horse. But I, I am thinking this now that Scott mentions this. You have those people, and my wife is one of them. It drives me fucking nuts. And I'm probably because I'm the opposite. But I can hang from a chinning bar or lat pull and my scapula won't come out but she can do it and they come out like fucking giant bat wings doesn't mean there's a ton of muscle there i'm just saying so then you take that the scapula coming apart like that you're not gonna get that kind of protraction in the in a rowing type of Hmm. movement but you will when if it's overhead uh, is there some logic to that? Well, you see what I'm saying? There's yeah, more range absolutely. of motion for that. The scapula is moving more when the the weight is being pulled down or the body is being pulled up than during a row.
1: Well, here's a fun fact sense. for team pull-ups. <laughs> Think about all the guys in prison that do pull-ups all the time. They have pretty good backs. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's all they have for a back movement in prison is pull-ups. That's true. I'm so, just saying, team pull-ups.
2: They don't Can't have, do not do barbell rows in prison? Depends I mean, on the are also ninety
1: percent black, but yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> uh, I think it's a credit no, but, to the genetics. Yeah, no, I, was, I was teasing. Sorry, I just thought it was funnier than shit. Um, right. Okay, but they're not doing any rows. I mean, uh, I mean, I see what you're saying. Pull-ups are pretty but much yeah, like a yeah. like a yard staple I guess. obviously
1: you're gonna obviously you're gonna choose r- rows over any kind of vertical movement i guess if you had the option yeah
2: I would there's do a lot of that. stiff-legged deadlifts and rdls and things like that going on maybe maybe donkey calf raises things like that in the yard don't you think
4: there yeah. you go. Yeah, that? yeah, that's true.
2: Okay. Apparently, no, fuck you guys. Apparently, Nate's the only one who can tell the jokes and no one wants to laugh at anything yeah. except when Nate says something. You crossed the, oh, the line, Skip. <laughs> <crosses laughs> I I know. Apparently, know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking
1: oh, off. my God. All right. Um, Question
0: for the next episode. Carb loading. I guess we're getting off training for a minute here. Carb loading uh, is a pretty common topic for competitive athletes during a peak week. However, um, as I was trying to learn more, I came across the concept of fat loading for priming the body with carbs in something with insulin sensitivity. I don't really understand it. But could someone go into detail about this topic? Man, I wish I knew which episode it was. I looked for it before the show. Scott Stevenson, who's with us now, did a whole thing. We didn't. I can't find what episode it was. But he talked about the idea of fat loading. On, on that, his thought was that there, there are uh, there are going to be a triglyceride store in the muscle. It's going to be a lot less than than what we can store with glycogen, but. To a smaller extent, you could fat load, so there is that.
1: Well, and also, I mean, I, I would use someone water. like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, you don't have to
2: worry I, about I was just water. gonna say with someone. You're when you're fat
1: Everybody, all at once again. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three, go! Oh my
2: god.
1: My <laughs> things. My things a little bit behind you guys. That's why my things behind. That's why. But um, no, I was gonna say some of the faster metabolism. I would definitely you know, use a little bit more higher fats. You know what I mean? Cause you know, some guys you start feeding them, you get close to the show and it's like their metabolism picks up and everything like that. And it's like, they're starting to lighter, flatter. Um, that's sort of where I'd start to utilize fats. Otherwise I, I keep them pretty low as far as using them, my guys. Um, but definitely to help slow down the carb absorption. you know what I mean? So you're not burning right through them.
4: I think with the the question being like increasing insulin sensitivity, when you're fat loading, you're typically restricting some level of carbohydrate. So by doing that, you're becoming more insulin sensitive while you're fat loading. So now your intracellular triglyceride stores are full, and then you can worry about uh, storing your uh, uh, glycogen. So that's basically just you're, you're becoming more insulin sensitive by restricting those carbohydrates for the two or so days that you're fat loading.
0: Yeah.
2: And why you say that, that makes total sense, and I have a couple clients who have worked with Scott Abel before, and Hmm. I am slightly familiar with his work. He and I didn't get along back in the day. We had a small run-in, as people did on the boards. But I always had a lot of respect for the um, work that he did and his knowledge. He was very well established. I mean, if you were anybody at all in Canada, you had worked with Scott Abel because he just was... Huge up there. He's big in the United States too. So, Ron Partlow you with him to hear this and he gets point. mad at me because I'm saying he wasn't anything in the United States. I mean, things get taken out of context, you know, like they did years ago. But anyway, um, it goes opposite. His loading protocol is opposite of what you just said, Andrew. I found that kind of funny. Not funny. Well, you could do funny, it both ways. Odd. Okay, but that's the logically I would look at it because I was trying to get. I'm thinking to myself. I know his. I know his loading was. Roughly two days, I knew a few things about it. Roughly two days, one was a higher fat day, one was a higher carb day. Like one would favor fat, one would favor carbs. So I'm thinking to myself going in before I get the information, rough draft, it's not detailed information, but rough information from these clients. I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna load the um, fat first and then go in with carbs, but he did it the other way around. He went carbs first and then he went with fat. Now. You know, I can I can reach and I can see what his ideology may have been, uh, but then the question was, and this is why I looked into it: why not just combine the two? So you're favoring one over the other, and this is just Scott. This is, but I'm I referring to Scott because he had used this method for fuck, I mean, forever, and was very good with the method. So, I. I personally would, I think, go with the – I would think that it would be fat first and then going to carbs. But I think his ideology or his, his, the concept behind it was to get the carbs in first and then to add the fat in the next day because the fat wouldn't have any impact on like water retention yeah. or, or spilling or anything like that. And that would allow any little bit of water that needed to be moved from the higher carb intake – And the fat would help to keep full so that they didn't lose fullness. That's the best I can come up with.
4: Well, I mean, I think if you just look at it even simpler where we have compartments for glycogen, we have compartments for fat and they can't cross over, but you can fill both of them. You can either do one before the other, you can do both at the same time. But I think there's research that shows it's more advantageous to like in the, the previous example of fat loading to increase your insulin sensitivity, to get a hyperglycogenation—if that's a word—a uh, hyper response like in it. terms of yeah, in terms of glycogen synthase being more active to help you load more glycogen. Um, I believe that we have an article on Um I think it's how to. Oh, I'm going to botch this. Scott can type it in the in the um, mess in the comments, but uh, how to a bodybuilder bodybuilder it's basically his peak yes. week strategy that he did for mountain dog diet like five yeah. or six years ago and it's a I great think that read. is what it's called i've i've gathered two a lot parts. of stuff on there yeah there's two exactly there's two parts on there uh if you guys anyone out there is a member of the site i would absolutely it, type in it, scott's name and find that article. you know
0: what i wanted to read that article and i wasn't a member i joined for a month or two just so that i could read that article like that was really solid, oh. and then of course I read a lot and then, more and checked out a lot more since. But like that was my main yeah, reason sure to check did. that out.
2: Gave yourself away right there.
4: <laughs> you mean you're not still a member, <laughs> Scott? No,
0: i currently. Exactly. currently <laughs> I not. read a lot more than that. I just downloaded it all and I just read it later.
2: Let me say it's it really quit. important, though. You know, and Andrew, you said this earlier. You know about you know the muscle can store fat, and the muscle can store carbohydrate. I've always found it kind of funny, and I don't mean this in a you know, in a condescending way or anything like that. But I've always found it funny how many people I have run into other clients or whatever who don't know that the muscle will soak up and will pull in fat, fatty acids. It 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 always it's almost like they want to say, and some of them have said, No, it's just carbs. It's just glycogen. You're yeah. you know yeah. Stupid. You, your fat just goes to yeah. fat
4: cells. That's it.
2: Yeah. LOL. LOL. When? You're so, you know, it just, yeah. And it just blows my mind that that's, that that has not more, that it's not more understood than it is. Yeah. Wouldn't you uh, guys say yeah, that like
1: loading with fats, you can use like less carbs and it'll be actually better for your digestion and like mm. gut, you know what I mean?
4: <clears throat> yep. Case by case. Case yeah. by case.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But I, I, I'm just saying that's my kind of my argument when it gets to a point where if you're pushing carbs and you're just pushing a massive, especially clean carbs, I mean, this is what you know it goes yeah. down the skip load rabbit hole. But if you're pushing clean carbs and you're pushing them like crazy, I mean, there just comes a point where it's just not fucking doing anything for you until you're loading and you're trying to get in all these clean carbs for three and four days yeah. before there's any type of an impact. So that's what I was doing with skip loading back in the early days was it was so carb dominant and it worked but when as the competitors were bigger it didn't work as well so it was almost like there weren't enough calories and then adding in the fat that's what really helped to push it especially the larger guys It would fill them out so much more so much um like in a but it didn't take as long uh, much shorter mm-hmm. process and it yeah. just got to the point where i do the large majority of my skip loads with fat now versus the traditional skip loading i guess you could call it that was very low fat and that's what it was 90 95 of the time back in the day now it's damn near opposite
4: <clears throat> i was going to actually add i think to your point skip about how like clients or people will still be like what What do you mean the muscle stores fat? I think Scott's article was one of the first ones that really kind of started getting coaches and people to start looking at Hmm. intracellular fat retention in terms of a peak strategy and and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I, I I definitely I I like to give credit when it's due, and I think you know, um, like I gave you credit last week, Skip. I think you were you were trying to talk down about yourself or whatever, and I'm like, no, you've offered a lot to this industry, and I like to point out. Oh, right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and Scott Stevenson has too. I mean, I've, I've been reading his stuff for probably 20 years now.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Got a couple more here, and then we'll go to the live feed as well. Oh, also, a uh, little side note speaking of Scott, we were talking about uh, Rabdo. He had said uh, there was a research study on D O M S. <laughs> Is that good, Skip? <laughs> of yeah, the, but I guess in that sense, Dom's is a little
3: quicker, but go
2: ahead. <laughs> of
0: the elbow flexor, bicep, et cetera. Uh, only, and one of the subjects got rhabdo. Oh, shit. One, it's Dom's of the elbow flexors. So they're doing Biceps, like... Biceps, curls. They're doing you know, like curl. next to nothing. It's just like literally a tiny yeah. muscle. How could you... I couldn't even imagine getting rhabdo off of that.
4: Like they. Well, you never I, saw the MuscleTech 24-hour arm workouts. <laughs> that, was that was a recipe for rabdo, yeah. yeah wasn't it like yeah. do a two-hour arm workout and then stop and have a protein shake and then immediately go back to another two-hour arm workout and then have lunch and right i mean
0: yeah i remember those now that, that was rich piana
4: yeah yeah rich piana <laughs>
0: um <laughs> actually i knew a guy who got rabdo, and he was drinking that all day you may product and it was just like BCAAs and some other stuff and he was like and I didn't feel good so I just was putting more in my water and he was like I just kept drinking it and drinking it and he finally ended up in the hospital he was like oh you were drinking all that and that was making it worse because he was just like hammering all the BCAAs and everything there was some other stuff in there too I think but I'm not saying the product's bad just don't get rhabdo and then drink gallons of it just don't buy it
2: <laughs> shit's garbage. Bait is in rare form. He <laughs> really oh, is. really is. Yeah. Just nobody. <laughs>
3: Goddamn.
0: Okay. Um, some days my uh, rectus femoris are visible and other days not. Seems that um, non leg days are best to see them in the gym. Um, and even better is after a massage. But the massage effect is temporary. Is this water, bad posing, uh, muscle isolation, small muscle development, or tight tissue? I am quite lean at this point. So they, uh, when they show, they are looking great. Um, when, not the, uh, when not the quads are big like turnips. And he also adds uh, uh, the other strong possibility of swelling post leg day and post one hour cardio walk each day. We, we talked, talked about, about this.
4: separation. Yeah. yeah I, t- I mean, I think it sounds like inflammation.
0: We talked about this before the show and we, we brought this picture for everybody so they could see them. I would say it's through. even more basic than well,
4: I mean, a- reading about it again. Like your, your muscles are just depleted. Yeah. Like when do your, when do your legs look the best? When you haven't trained you come them out for of the four air. or five days, like two days. Well, okay. That too. But like <laughs> two or three, four days after <laughs> you've trained legs, but you're also glycogen loaded. Yeah. Because you still have separation, all the muscles are individually, you know, um, sticking out. They're able, you're able to see them clearly. Your legs won't ever be bigger than when you're training your legs and you have a nasty quad set. And they're, but they're, they don't have that kind of separation that you would have three or four days later when the blood is out of them. And you, but you're also uh, glycogen loaded.
1: And this is exactly why for the lo- the final week of the show we stop training legs, pull back cardio, so that way you get the most detail.
3: Yeah, Bingo.
1: <clears throat> sounds and- like he doesn't really know some of this stuff. So. Well, in yeah. and, and in yeah, we
0: flat in the weaker muscles yeah, massages will cause inflammation and weaker muscles will go flat first if it was something that say wasn't yeah. as dense I want to ask you guys something I, and I think it's something I only discovered within the last five years that um, I can more I can target that area of my quad more when I'm doing leg extensions. If I lean forward, if I lean forward more, I can feel it right in that part of the quad. I wonder if that's due to like having more muscular development. Where, like, I think about when I first started training and my legs were sticks, you probably can't feel like you're just your leg feels the pump. You know what I mean? See, on i the
2: opposite. I when I lean back, I get more out of the rectus femur. So same. it will, yeah, yeah it, it'll just I've heard people say that. The stretch when the, yeah, that's that's just kind of odd because I know when I lean forward, it's. Minimal.
3: It's, no, it's I'm incredibly. Yeah. I'm sticking my minimal. leg out right
0: now, and I can flex it. Like I, it, when I really hyperextend it, like I'm flexing it as we speak, and it and it's because I'm leaning forward at the same time. If I lean back, I can do it, but I, it's not as much. It's it's just a weird thing. I wonder if that's like we're a sure thing of.
2: We sure not confusing the other muscles. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask, but I didn't want to sound yeah, no. dip, like dipshitty like Andrew just did.
0: No, I'm like hundred percent positive. <laughs> I love
2: that. Yes. But I've heard, that. <laughs> I've heard other people say that.
0: I've heard other people say that. You know, I've I've talked to people who get um, more of like down toward the teardrop when they lean forward, and then further up the leg when they lean back, getting more of that. Okay, well, stretch. let me
2: add something in that could make that happen, and I think Andrew back me up on this. I think, but if you are lifting, see. Okay, I got to make sure I explain this right. If you are, there's two ways to do leg extensions. When it comes to, okay, let me explain this. Yeah. If you drive the back, you know where I'm going, don't you? You I know where you're going. It's hard to explain. It is. If you feel like you're driving as you extend your legs out with your your feet on the pad, as you're making that movement. If you feel like you're driving the back of your hamstrings behind your knee into the pad, then that's going to be different than if you're lifting or a t- you're not really lifting it. Your 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 quad near the knee off of the pad of the seat, but that's kind of what you're doing. You're pulling up, and that yeah, my knee probably comes
0: up. Yeah, my knee probably comes up because it's the I literally just did an article it about this. Above. Yep, that's exactly okay, cool. what it is. Yeah, I literally just did an article about this,
4: but for the antagonistic hamstrings, when you're on the line ham curl, Hmm. like if you think about a line hamstring curl, right? How most people do them, like their glutes are not flexed. They're not pressing the the hip into the pad, into the pad. Yeah. But at the same time, then it's so hard to describe this without showing someone and having them feel, but do not like, you don't want your knee to come off the pad, but you want to. Think about your knee coming off the pad, and I guarantee if you do it that way, you're gonna have you're, you're activating your hamstring so much more, and you got to cut your weight down by thirty percent.
0: I could see that. Yeah,
4: or, yeah. Try to, try it tomorrow. You got a line ham curl? No, I don't. We'll go out and get one. So Are you saying can- like
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nate? You do it and tell me how I it was feels. Gonna say, I do them- Yeah, I was gonna say I do it similar. I sort of just sit myself up on my elbows on a line ham curl, so then your back and your glute is automatically taken out. But, yeah, like you said, it's, like, way harder. But you feel it all in your hamstrings, you know what I mean? Because you're not using your glutes. I I kind of got this from Dante on
4: the dumbbell hamstring curl, the way he'd have you do them, with the way Nate's kind of describing, with, like, kind of being a little bit more arched on a a flat bench. Mm -hmm. But also, Phil Viz taught me this, like, four or five years ago. He goes, try this. Yeah. And pulling your knee – think about pulling your knee off (laughs) – It's so hard to pull, pull your knee off the uh, edge of the pad while you're curling up, which takes a lot more focus. You can even do it when you're standing, when you're standing straight up, drive your knee back as you do, um, as you do a a standing hamstring curl and you will feel your hamstring activate so much more. It's the same idea.
0: I think I do that. I think I do maybe not. I don't do it intentionally, though, but I think now that you're the way you're describing that, I do feel like that's the way hips are down and the legs you feel like you're yeah i i it would be people who are listening to the audio podcast even you guys watching this it doesn't mean anything so just (laughs) never mind
1: (laughs) i will say back on quad extensions i see a lot of people missing like the last two or three inches of the top part of that exercise and i think you're going to get way more of that uh you know hitting that top part of the quad if you're coming up early and jacking it up as hard as you can you know what I mean? At least for me, I feel like way more deeper in my quad, you know, towards my hip.
4: What about on the other end? Um, I was just going like to ask and see this. Yeah. When, when guys will like, you know where the stack is going to hit, but they yeah. stop like three inches before I see that. Yeah. More often, oh. I think, um, I think it's just yeah. how people do their reps. Like I don't think they're intentionally trying to get out of like that full stretch. Right. I just think yep. that's how they started getting into it. Because we have two leg extensions in our gym. One of them stops you before you can get a full stretch, and I always opt to do the one where you can get that full stretch for yeah. that reason. But so well, I think Who's, both who's the
1: biggest one that preached uh, the stretch muscle? I feel like Dante. That was his thing, right? Yeah. That would make Muscle sense. stretch, like weighted. Yeah. That-
0: it was Dave Absolutely. Smith was telling me his thoughts on that, which were very similar to make sure that you're he, he, in, in, in the context of saving your knees, that the, the tension mm-hmm. is yeah, there's more yeah. shearing
2: force at the top. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're talking right. about. it I'm talking about yeah. at the bottom, even on, this, on the stretch, like on the stretch at down. the bottom of of coming down, getting that deep stretch and being able to pull from that stretched position is what he was saying. I definitely feel it. Right, but
2: that's the less yeah. vulnerable position. Is that what you're saying?
0: I think that's what. Then the
2: then the full extension. Yeah. Okay. I that's why I just want to make sure that I was understanding it right because it's the full extension. The straightening of the knee that has the most shearing force on all the shit that you can fuck up in your knee. Mm. basically. That's why... Even now, I will not lock that bitch out because I just spent 16 months <laughs> rehabbing that knee <laughs> and it feels great underneath. And because of that big stretch, see, I use a Strive and it depends on the leg extension. You guys know this too. You could have 20 different leg extensions with 20 different feels. Yep. And I use a Strive yep. plate loaded and I set that bitch as far underneath as it'll go. And it's already a short back which makes you lean back anyway. You can't really lean forward mechanically, on at least on the one I use. And I load that bitch at the top. So it's heavy as fuck in that stretch position because I have no irritation there. But because I'm so new to rehabbing, it could be out there in the front during that lock, and I don't want to lock that bitch out.
1: Hmm.
2: That makes sense. Well,
1: I will say that for quad extensions, I never go 15 to 20 reps is my rep range. I never go anything lower than 15 because – that's when you're going to run into knee issues. You know what I mean? Guys doing eight, 10 reps on a quad extend of like 200 pounds. Right. Like, come on. Yeah.
4: Yep. So well, it's the same reason why you wouldn't do a all out heavy set of eight on a bicep on a preacher curl, right? Mm. Like just your yeah. yeah. opportunity your right. for tearing your biceps tendon is much higher on something like that. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll jump into some rapid fire here. This is uh, an easy one. I wanted to share it in case anybody else had this question too. Um, I don't know what this uh, audio is, but uh, Jam says, I can't find you on audio. Can you post audio versions of your podcasts, of your videos there? Would love to listen to them. Thanks again for the great content. Anybody who doesn't know, uh, you can go to Think Big Bodybuilding Media on just about any podcast app, no matter what you use, Spotify, Spotify soundcloud itunes google play and search think big bodybuilding media you'll find all the shows there and if you want to go way back in the archives search advices radio and if you want to go even further back in the archives search bodybuilding nerds radio it keeps going and going i got a
4: question because i got a question because i feel like people are always asking you to like Add the audio to this, or why aren 't you on this wouldn 't it just be easier for them just to download that app onto their phone to, the, the ones that you do post on because even if it 's just for one podcast or do people just fall so in love with their interface
3: yeah most yeah, of them are, are though, people just so in love with
4: certain interfaces that they have to use this app like but audio, most of them though, know.
3: will
0: repopulate yeah i haven 't heard of that one, but most of them repopulate. They might have been searching for you know blood sweat and gear bodybuilding coaching q a or it 's just bodybuilding. Um, but it's all under Think Big Bodybuilding Media, so they may have been searching for yep. the wrong thing. That's that's what my guess is because the RSS feed, when you send that out, like iTunes picks that up, and then that kind of gets uh. disseminated to a bunch of other places. There's a few that don't, like Spotify. I have to have my I had to approve it there. Um, Google Play, I had to approve it there. But then that also proliferates to a bunch of different spots. So, if for the most part, well, I guess we're what I'm
4: saying, if I want to watch. Eighteen eighty three. I know I got to go to Paramount Plus. Yeah, you know I'm right. Saying? Right. I'm just saying, like, as yeah. a user, like, why yeah. would you just download whatever app that Scott puts it on?
0: Because yeah. which is all like all of them, way, right? Apparently, all of them, but okay, audio. Well, if, Unless if it, you if search, it, the if wrong it populates
4: thing. on all of them. Then that's cool.
0: Yeah. All right. We had one about um, boron. Uh, I just snipped this out from a conversation on. Um, patreon shout out to everybody by the way on patreon thank you guys we got i got a few new patreon subscribers so thank you guys very much i'm going to do a live stream over there next week um so tune in if you're if you're one of the patreon subscribers check it out i'm gonna be posting when that show will be happening i believe i'm gonna do it next wednesday or thursday um Let's see, though. He he says uh, he came off everything. He's getting some heart testing done. I don't think he wants me to mention his name. Uh, he said while he's off of everything, he's trying to think about uh, raising his free test. Dante had mentioned boron, and he asked if we could discuss that with the
2: BSG team.
4: <clears throat> Five milligrams twice a day will help increase your free testosterone.
2: Okay, let's go this way, though. What will it... I'm not... Beating it up, I'm just I'm just asking for for conversation. What is it really going to do as far as increase in impact for increasing? Oh, oh, in, ter- oh, in terms of numbers, think is it worth it?
4: Um, uh, um, yeah, I mean it's a cheap it's supplement, so I think it's worth absolutely trying. And it's great if he's like t- got his bloods done now and he can see what he looks like completely dead off everything, and then test mm-hmm. again maybe after uh, yeah. using it for six to seven weeks and see the the change, but. Is it going to increase your free test at a normal range? Absolutely not. But could it get you from, say, middle normal to
2: higher normal? Absolutely. Because I'm just going to use myself as an example. If I come off, hypothetically, like a week ago, and I'm going to clean out and everything else, um, look, I can take pretty much... Maybe clomid, maybe maybe clomid would bring it up out of the basement or help to kick it in a little. But I've been doing gear for too long, and I'm older. There isn't going to be, you know. I, I'm not trying to sound negative. I'm just trying to be realistic. I just don't feel, and I could be wrong. I could be just being incredibly. He might be on TRT and, and negative and that sort of thing. Um, no, I'm coming off here. He is or me? Yeah,
0: I believe he's coming. I believe he's on TRT. He's just like not on cycle. You know, he and he wants to try to do everything he can. So let's I, I see what you're saying. So he's like, coming off what's of what's a little boron gonna do when you're not have, yeah. when you don't have any tests is what you're getting at. But that's what I'm
3: so,
2: saying. Relative that's why in different situations, like and that's why I was using myself as an example. Honestly, I don't think it's gonna do I mean it'd be it's cheap, I give you that. And if I'm gonna be maybe I would rather run ninety instead of sixty <laughs> for a total test, and maybe it'd be worth that, you know, twelve bucks. Right. I don't know.
3: But I think okay, it just no, depends actually,
2: on the person too. What's that?
4: That's a good point. So that's a good point because you're talking about Ken Skip Hill being on gear 25 years, you know, pulling off for 10, 12 weeks to clean out and get his health ready to do another cycle. Right. Versus let's say like, here's where I recommend it. Oftentimes with more of my natural guys that are completely natural or my TRT guys that I've just started TRT. So you're right. Like it's not something I'm going to tell you know, Nate, hey, you're cruising. Make sure you get that 10 milligrams of, of, of um, boron in because it's going to make a huge difference for you, right? But I do think it can make a difference for someone who they're completely natural. They have their hypogonadal, and so they have low regular testo- uh, total testosterone, low free testosterone. And I do think supplementing with that, because I, I've just seen it happen on blood work for, for in those cases where, okay, yeah, it bumps you up a good couple points. Um, Same thing with like maybe guys that are just on TRT. But if it's, you're right. Like if it's a guy who's used to like blasting and cruising, probably not as big of a deal.
0: All right. I'm going to jump into the questions we had here. Um, Let's see. Any advice on gyno prior to surgery? Um, Would you hammer estrogen low? So is he getting gyno surgery? I would try to get
4: my estrogen as high as I can, and I would just try to see if I get those suckers to be double D's, and so make the doctor yeah, work play for them,
2: smack <laughs> them around you know, a little bit, have fun with them, make them, make him
4: make him earn his money.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Compete oh, with man. your girlfriend. Oh man, who's
3: bigger? <laughs> who's can squeeze more out?
0: Do you guys know anything about drop foot? Do you have any suggestions helping with drop foot? I don't know much about it. I don't know what it is. I had a client
4: that had it, but he didn't have it that bad because I I used to train him and it never really exhibited anything. He always talked about his drop foot and I never thought to really ask him much about it because it didn't affect
2: him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to learn more now. So drop foot, it says uh, I'm going to
2: guess and say it's a collapsed or some type of issue with an arch. It's a total.
0: Sometimes called total I think you're right. Yeah. Is a generally I think you're right for difficulty lifting the foot part of the the front part of the foot. So you can't dorsiflex. Okay. Dorsiflex. So
4: so then it's the opposite of the arch. It's more. Hmm. The top I would think it'd be your foot. tibialis. Maybe your tibialis isn't working.
2: <laughs> your properly. anterior tibialis having it, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you have yeah. drop foot, the front of your foot might drag on the ground while you walk. Huh. Um, so I don't know if it's a nerve activation thing
4: or if it's a muscle weakness, just because just it's weak. I, I I guess I don't understand that. Yeah.
2: Um, and while we're on the topic, it's an anterior tibialis. Is there yeah. another tibialis? Is there a posterior? Oh, like a, like a posterior? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Uh, I'm just thinking why the anterior. I mean, clearly it's located in the front. Because
4: you're not saying anterior rectus femoris, or you're not saying anterior uh, biceps, uh, whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It says drop foot
0: isn't a disease. Rather, foot drop is a sign of an underlying neurological, muscular, or anatomical problem.
2: Interesting. I'm going to yeah, go on the record
0: and
4: say we are not the guys to ask about this. You should probably talk to your doctor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, you know, but obviously, whatever it is, finding out, finding out what one of those reasons it is anatomical, yeah. yep. muscular, neurological, that would be the first step in trying to recover yeah. from it, right?
4: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: All right, uh, what else do we have here? Let's see, um, Andrew Nolan. He says, um, I have more anxiety. Oh, this was about when we were training, I think, wait, maybe squat. not.
4: Talking about the squat, I think. It,
0: it might have been, but it, maybe I'm wrong. He says, I have more anxiety that I will stop, prog- yeah, it is, that I will stop progressing than have uh, Shit. to become comfortable.
2: What's wrong, Skip? What did you do? Uh, well, I have my new lights, so I'm playing with them as it gets darker. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to be It looks perfect, know, by the way. It was really good. Well, not have- yeah, by saying "oh, oh
4: shit" and okay. then stopping the conversation, that doesn't draw any attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Skip likes to do that. I have
0: to cough, so I'm going to hit the mute button. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Skip, That's that looks like a, a fake. That. that looks like a fake backdrop, like one of the. It really c- does. Are you CGI? Oh, does that? it really? Man, is that
2: CGI? That's funny. CGI. Oh yeah, I'm fucking this you're up. Just, Go just ahead. On the um, East coast <laughs> try to be quiet yeah sun's going down <laughs> Sun's going
0: down. okay how about this one here Nick says uh, I am on legit TRT 150 milligrams a week I want to run 300 300 ish test for 10 weeks then 150 milligrams TRT for the next six weeks and then do a TRT blood panel would six weeks be enough time for my hormones to level back out and pass the TRT test just fine
4: are you using Test Prop or are you using testosterone? Um, yeah. Um, what's, what's the wait uh, un, I think it's called? Undecanate. I'm watching yeah. that word. undecanate yeah. <laughs> my brain wasn't working. Uh, I mean, well, okay, let's talk about this because I think we probably all have clients that are on TRT medically prescribed by their doctor, but they do a little extra on the side and they need to get you know have their levels be somewhat normal when they get in front of their doctor depending on how cool their doctor is like I can tell you an example I've got a a um, a master's competitor lots of muscle and he's on TRT for maybe four weeks out of the year well no that's not true but he's on he's on true TRT like you know a lot less than he should be and he's got a pretty cool doctor but the doctor's like hey let's just make sure your test is you know somewhat normal before you come in here. So what we do is, um, typically he always has to, for some reason, get tested during his, uh, his, uh, contest preps. So we're using like prop usually or sauce. Susten- um, yeah, sauce or something like that. So what we'll do is we'll simply just pull his prop out for, you know, four or five days. And all of a sudden he's back down into the 750 800 range. And that's perfect for what his doctor's looking for. You guys run into that issue?
2: no i don't have a whole lot of really? clients who run their, their trt through really um yeah I, I mean i do but i don't it's not like a huge amount of them i think a lot of my clients did and they got tired of all the bullshit and paying the money <laughs> yeah
0: seriously yeah.
2: and they just and then they run the blood work and they know enough about what to look for from being with the trt clinic prior and yeah. now they're not, not getting. Raped, for lack of a better term, I know I'll get a yep. whole lot of shit for that, so I'll apologize for oh, the rape term. Oh, we, oh I didn't. Yes. I, I didn't speak I'll say it a, again. From <laughs> financial standpoint, you know, I hadn't said anything about challenged kids or <laughs> anything like that. Anything about any minorities, minority groups, nothing. But then I went with rape. Um, I apologize. And, he,
0: and then he just keeps it saying it. it.
1: Again.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it makes you... It
0: it's that much more cringe. Nate's oh, the one who caught that. He was like, you just said it again. <laughs> i like it's saying it because
2: apologizing for it. That's why I'm using it. But Let's anyway. see how
0: many more times he says it while he apologizes.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to work with it again. And, and Matt... Matt Blevins oh, points out he shit.
4: keeps an RX so he can travel with his testosterone. Yeah, that's which, a good reason. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. I won't, though, I won't because... lie. Like,
1: most of my clients, the doctors don't give a shit. <laughs> like they don't really get tested, honestly. <laughs> well, like, there are a lot more cooler
4: HRT clinics than there were yeah, five yeah. years ago, or even yeah. three years oh. ago. Like a lot of them are like, I had a woman that came to me. She was on testosterone, Anavar, and, and Winstrall, and like she was a non-competitor. Yeah. Like good god, we put her in a prep, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, and her doctor prescribed 25 and 25 of uh, the VAR and the, and uh, <coughs> wow. I'm like, oh, who's wow. this doctor? I need to look this person up. Like, what are they going to me? Yeah, that's pretty
3: Yeah, what would you
0: get? What would you get if that's what she gets?
4: <laughs> She's writing, 25,
1: they
0: writing scripts please. for
4: trendalone and shit. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> um, but I was going to say also about the RX with traveling thing that, TSA is not looking for gear. Okay. Like as someone, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying as someone that's traveled with a legit pharmacy in my bag, when I've gone for some of these two week long trips on the road, when I've been deep in a cycle, they're not looking for anything. You know, it's, I've, I've talked to TSA about this. They're looking for bombs and explosives and they're not, they're not looking to protect you. They're looking to protect the planes. The planes are the billion dollars investments. The the airports are the billion dollar investments. So they're not, they're not going to, you know, like they're not
0: trying to jam you up. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I have clients that do a lot of travel for work and they're the same. In fact, there was a time that I, I would have been really careful until I started seeing clients. They're like, oh, no, I just take it all with me. You know, all my syringes, everything, all my gear, just it's everything. fine. It's fine.
2: I asked you guys about it, what, two months ago? I literally, I told until you. that time and all the time I have spent, I did not know that it was that common and that they did not care. I would tell clients all the time, send it to yourself.
0: I've done that no, too, though. Oh, no, 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 no,
4: no, 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 no. No, you're much better off getting caught with it in person than sending through the mail because now you're sending something. You're using the Federal Postal Service to transport drugs. True. You're True. upgrading yourself. I agree with that.
2: But let's say this let's throw in the little because this part's important. And I agree with you. I do. But they technically can't open that package. Without a warrant or without cause. If it were international, they could just get into whatever they want. But if you're sending something domestic, they would literally, which is probably half of the reason that my protein box winds up, that it looks like it's been kicked for four miles (laughs) because they probably swear something's in it, and they're trying to make it look like they didn't purposely and intentionally get in it. But technically, they're not supposed to be able to get into your domestic mail without a warrant. Without a warrant
3: yeah
0: you'd so, have to have an issue like, it would I mean, have, to, it, it it would have a, to be leaking or something like that you know yeah. they can open it i think if yeah. it's well,
4: we all know the feds play it real safe when it comes to yeah, not, not intruding yeah. not intruding on your uh, personal <laughs> yeah. liberties. Exactly. it would
0: be a lot if you were like say traveling to a show and you sent yourself a handful of uh you know winstrel and a couple yeah. shots you know it'd be a lot to like go in and bust you for that you know yeah
2: definitely. well i'll say this even with that being said i now know that they basically just don't give a shit so i was pretty happy when i was fine i literally got off got my baggage my luggage and i was like walking with my chest poked out like i, You're like, I got gear in this bag <laughs> all my gear bitches i got away with it when really they're looking going we just don't give a fuck like yeah. what's this guy
4: peacocking for yeah. I
2: know. <laughs> He's not even that big anyway. What the fuck? What's the face, <laughs> <dad>? <laughs> All right. Well,
0: that's. Oh, we got one more here. This is from Matt Blevins. He said, uh, Berberine. Uh, how many milligrams of berberine per day, and when should you take it to help with insulin sensitivity?
4: Wrap us 500 up. AM, 500 milligrams AMPM, I think, is a good way to go.
0: I've seen studies with 1,500. Um yeah,
4: I was going to say you could do three times a day too, but I, and I think I've gone
0: okay, I've even started with like depending on the situation like hey, let's just take 500 with that meal. You know what I mean? Like even one time, let's see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Do you use it every I don't think day? You're wrong. In wrong. in a situation no. like
4: that? Oh, if like we're trying to fix someone's insulin sensitivity and I, and I think it's definitely not a stress related thing, then yeah, I would do it. I'll say okay, let's bump it. Let's add. Some people have it in their programs year round, you know. Yeah. Um, Probably because there's no real issues. There's no real negative issues with taking it. I mean, right. like we can talk about its counterpart, like Metformin, for instance, which a lot of people, it was much bigger 10, five years ago, I feel like, but a lot of guys were having digestive issues. A lot yep. of guys were feeling like, man, I'm looking flat, like all the time. <laughs> I experienced some massive hamstring cramping, like all the time when I was taking that. And it took me a while to figure out that that's that what it was because I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't wrap my head around why would Metformin, huh. and, I, and I couldn't find anything in the literature, but I just pulled it out and now I don't get hamstring cramps. No and, kidding. I mean, I pulled it out six or
1: seven years ago but
4: yeah what do you think about using it
1: with your pre-workout meal what's <clears> that what do you think about using it with your pre-workout meal like metformid that time or, of day or um, oh berberine. Ber- r- ber- r- sorry berberine. Yeah. R- yeah. i mean if it's
4: i mean here's the thing i wouldn't use it unless i had a reason to but then again it's not going to hurt you yeah if you take it and you don't need it, if you get what I'm saying, like I would throw it in there if we noticed the blood sugar was was you know high regularly, and I didn't determine that it had to do with a stress related component or something like that, it was just an insulin sensitivity thing. But there'd be yeah. the other things I'd be doing too to attack the, the insulin sensitivity other than adding berberine, right? Like we've, yeah. we've talked about this ad nauseum, you know, some yeah. type of mini diet or pulling carbs back in particular situations, adding cardio in, whatever it might be.
0: I, I generally yeah. don't put it personally around training. Um, my thought being that like our insulin sensitivity is probably going to be the best around training. So I try to put it like say so like if a guy trains after meal one or something, then I'd probably put it like with his last big carb meal of the day, like away from training. Assuming like your best response is going to be that early part of the day. So let's hit you later. Something like that. If I was going to do one dose, so let's say.
2: I think I see are what you you're saying, saying no, they, you're not going to use it if you don't need it to control blood yeah. sugar. And I think if you're not if you're using berberine and it's almost kind of just like a throw in, like I don't really know that I need it, but you know what I'm going to use it in here, then that could get into the situation where Nate is talking about a little bit of what Scott's talking about where okay, maybe your blood sugar running your blood sugar levels are running a little bit low going into a workout. But that would just be more from you really not if you were running low then you wouldn't have needed it probably in the first place. Yeah.
4: But then maybe Nate's situation that he's talking about. Maybe you're hyperloading somebody pre-workout with, say, a massive amount of carb. Like, let's say the aceto, throw them off. Oh, I of got
2: gotcha. you. You know I what gotcha. I mean? Point. A- yep. So Fine. I
4: can I can see a situation there, but I'd probably rather use insulin in that situation.
2: I know, right? Yeah, yeah I was gonna go that. Yeah,
4: way.
3: Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah.
4: My answer Always. for everything is just throw some insulin in.
2: Have you yeah, guys found yeah. people? If we're gonna control blood sugar levels. Let's just do it with insulin.
0: Just go right to the yeah. hormone. <laughs> Have you guys found people that with metformin, some people that will get real full and they're like, oh, my God, my pumps are incredible. And then other people that go flat from it.
4: I don't think I ever found anyone that was full there that had that great experience with it. I think on paper, we all thought we were going to have great experiences with it. Like I even know some prep coaches that were using it for people's carb ups and then wondering why (laughs) they were sitting on the toilet every five minutes and why they just didn't have that pop on stage, you know, Um, on paper you would think like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense. This is awesome. Um, But I think in, in, in practical use, it just doesn't
0: have that effect on your body. Yeah, I've known a few people, a couple people. That's why I asked. I but like I wanted it okay, to work cool. for me and it never did. Like I'm talking a yeah. couple literally out of and this yeah. was like 2015 we're talking. Shout out to Nags. What were their body types? What were their body types? Endo. Just out of Big like heavy endo, you know. So okay. yep. I, I
4: was just going to say I bet <laughs> it helps those
0: out more than lankier
4: mesos
0: yep. or uh, ectos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go flat as shit with Burberry and yeah. metformin and anything yeah. like that. Nate, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. Dude, how big are you right now? We we yeah, put man. your pictures up from your guest posing on the last episode. That front relaxed. That like the my only response yeah. was like, Holy shit.
4: You sent it back to me just the other day. He goes, Wow, Nate looked really fucking awesome in this front <laughs> relaxed shot.
0: That's probably when I was editing it, because I grabbed that picture to put it yes. up.
1: That was fucking yep. nuts, man. That was great. Yeah. Well, I'm, still pretty light. I'm like getting over two seventy now. So, but pretty oh, tight. I mean, I can still vacuum and my abs are still like pretty, pretty good. You know, I got a Christmas tree, so it's not too bad.
4: In the morning, in the morning, he's got like glute lines a little bit still. Nice. <laughs> nice. No.
0: And do you have, do you have a plan? You do have a plan you're doing, cause I think Andrew was telling us you're, you're looking at early shows next year, like the indie in New York, right?
3: Yep.
1: Yep. Indy in New York are first two stops and then. I mean, it depends how things go, but I mean, I would, I was looking at like California and Puerto Rico, maybe Okay. just to make some, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Like you got go to see the world, you know, go so. to
0: Puerto Rico. Now yeah. it's, a, it's a write-off,
1: right? Right. It's a write-off. Yeah, exactly.
0: And Andrew's like, go to Puerto Rico. I'll go to Puerto Rico too. For bo- yeah. <laughs> For both of us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's cool. Skip, how, how's I, everything? What?
4: Who? What? I was going to say, I could probably talk Rachel into doing it too.
0: There so. you go, man. Oh, uh, there we go. Are you going to do it, Andrew? that be sick. Fuck, no. (laughs) You should. Just get in there. Do it. And Skip, you're you're off the nicotine. One You're off the test, we've discovered. Yes. What's going on? What's going on? Coming on
2: everything. Is there anything you need to talk about with us? Anything?
1: You all right? You okay?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm good now. Last week wasn't so good, but. Yeah? just taking a break. That's behind the scenes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just time to switch gears. I mean, um, you can probably see a little bit in my face too, and my lack of sun and that sort of shit. But, um, things you're still are, lean as fuck. You know, they're okay. What's up?
4: You're still lean as fuck, though.
2: Yeah. I am here and I am here, but trust me, as it <laughs> goes down this way, not as impressed.
3: There you are. I so appreciate it. I appreciate it again. But yep. if I
2: sent you some uh, pictures, you'd be like, oh, this motherfucker he's carrying you died it for 20 gears. weeks yeah. <laughs> um i wish i would have cut it a little bit sooner and change gears i um just kind of ran it ran it hard i mean i i was having fun with it it was relatively easy until about the last three weeks and then i'm like yeah and then i had some things here that didn't go very well but i don't want to get into publicly so right. but anyway it was it's everything is you know everything is as good as it's gonna be so that's right what it now. is. I appreciate you asking. That. And Andrew, you're moving.
0: You're 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 going down to, to Florida, and that's all coming together for you. That's pretty cool.
2: When is that yeah, move?
4: Um, uh, uh, don't know yet. Like we, we're gonna we, we actually sign on it tomorrow, and then uh, oh nice. Yeah, then we'll have two places. So I I don't know. We'll probably. I, I just want to get out of the cold. Yeah, anything. Like and I can't do cold yep. and dark at the same time anymore. It fucking just kills me. Um, and I realized that last winter and, you know, it's, there's also gotta be a life after bodybuilding, you know, I'm not going to be able to coach, you know, this many people forever. And I want to take some of those investments or some of the, you know, some of the, some of the things that bodybuilding has given me and invest in properties and whatnot. So I have a five and a 10 year plan for,
0: nice. you know, having a a retirement
4: plan, I guess you want to call it. So
0: I like hearing that, man. I do. That's cool. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody watching. of course, if you have questions, comment below. Please comment with questions for the next show. You guys have been doing a great job. Uh, we'll be knocking out another couple episodes in a couple weeks. So if you, if you don't hear your question here, uh, I've got a couple things we're uploading still, so it may be on another episode. Stay tuned. If you don't hear it, though, comment again because we, you know, I try to get to everything, but I don't always get to all your questions. Of course, go to our sponsors. Go to truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for some additional savings over there. Like I've said before, uh, ask me if you have any questions about any of their supplements, I'd be happy to talk to you about them. Um go to uh, supplementsource.ca for those of you in Canada. Uh pre workouts, I've seen for like fifteen bucks. I mentioned carbolin for like thirty dollars off really prices you can't beat if you're in Canada. Plus they ship Aphrodine, which you guys just take for granted anyway. Uh it's like a miracle to me. Uh, As I mentioned before, uh, Strom Sports Nutrition, uh, you can shop with them and know that they support what we're doing. If you're in the UK, I'm sure you already know about Strom. They're uh, one of the best health supplements over there. Uh, And, of course, go to Patreon. You guys can reach out to everybody here for coaching. We all do coaching, believe it or not. The blood, sweat, and gear coaching Q&A. Yeah. Um, Go to TeamSkip.com. You can reach out to Skip there. 20 years of experience. This guy's been doing it for a long time. We all have a lot of respect for you. Skip, whether you, you, you you, you, Thank you. you, you, you know you, you believe it or not. Sometimes when we're giving you shit, <laughs> um, you can go over to bodyberry.com. And you can reach out to Andrew there for some coaching. Nate, Instagram is the best way to hit you up, right?
1: Yep, yeah, It's that Nate Spear
0: at Nate Spear. I'll have links to all this below and you can reach me McNally diets at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody watching. And guys, as I said before, in the last episode, we did, uh, I appreciate uh, having this opportunity to hang out with you guys because I'm learning along with everybody else. So thank you very much for doing the show with me. Absolutely. Always appreciate
1: it. See you next time.
3: See you guys. See you.